Coming up on 5-Minute News. Judge Jackson to be sworn in to the Supreme Court. January 6 panel subpoenas Trump's White House counsel. And US military presence in Europe to rise in light of Russian aggression. It's Thursday, June 30. I'm Anthony Davis. Nearly three months after she won confirmation to the Supreme Court, Katanji Brown Jackson is officially becoming a justice. 51-year-old Jackson will be sworn in as the court's 116th justice today, just as the man she is replacing, Justice Stephen Breyer, retires. The judicial pas de deux is set to take place at noon, the moment Breyer said in a letter to Joe Biden on Wednesday that his retirement will take effect after nearly 28 years on the nation's highest court. The court issues its final opinions this morning in a momentous and rancorous term that included overturning Roe v. Wade's guarantee of the right to an abortion. The remaining cases are a challenge to the Environmental Protection Agency's ability to regulate climate warming emissions from power plants, and Biden's bid to end the Trump-era Remain in Mexico asylum program. In a ceremony the court said will stream live on its website, Jackson will recite two oaths required of Supreme Court justices, one administered by Breyer and the other by Chief Justice John Roberts. Jackson, a federal judge since 2013, will be the first black woman to serve as a justice. She will be joining three women, the first time four women will serve together on the nine-member court. The Senate confirmed Jackson's nomination in early April by a 53-47, to 47, mostly party-line vote, that included support from just three Republicans. She has been in a sort of judicial limbo ever since, remaining a judge on the Federal Appeals Court in Washington, D.C., but not hearing any cases. The House committee investigating the January 6 insurrection issued a subpoena yesterday to former White House counsel Pat Cipollone, who is said to have stridently warned against former President Donald Trump's efforts to try to overturn his election loss. It's the first public step the committee has taken since receiving the public testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson, the one-time junior aide who accused Trump of knowing his supporters were armed on January 6 and demanding that he be taken to the US Capitol that day. Cipollone, who was Trump's top White House lawyer, is said to have raised concerns about the former president's efforts to overturn his 2020 election defeat, and at one point threatened to resign. The committee said he could have information about several efforts by Trump allies to subvert the Electoral College from organizing so-called alternate electors in states Biden won to trying to appoint as Attorney General a loyalist who pushed false theories of voter fraud. Cipollone has been placed in key moments after the election by Hutchinson as well as by former Justice Department lawyers who appeared for a hearing the week before. Hutchison said Cipollone warned prior to January 6 that there would be serious legal concerns if Trump went to the Capitol with the protesters expected to rally outside. The morning of January 6, she testified, Cipollone restated his concerns that if Trump did go to the Capitol to try to intervene in the certification of the election, 
we're going to get charged with every crime imaginable. President Joe Biden pledged more American troops, warplanes and warships for Europe on Wednesday as NATO agreed the biggest strengthening of its deterrence since the Cold War in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Biden's commitment at the Madrid summit to defend every inch of Allied territory came as the US-led military alliance also set in motion a new plan to reinforce the Baltic states and Poland against any future Russian attack. With more German, British and other Allied troops to be on alert to deploy eastward, the United States is also adding to the 100,000 personnel already in Europe by sending more warships to Spain, planes to Britain, prepositioned weapons to the Baltics and more soldiers to Romania. We mean it when we say an attack against one is an attack against all, Biden said. The Baltics originally sought permanent NATO bases and as much as a tenfold increase to NATO's troop presence from around 5,000 multinational soldiers prior to the Ukraine invasion, as well as adding air and maritime defences. What NATO agreed yesterday falls short of that, but it means more Allied troops in Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania, more equipment, weapons and ammunition sent to the region, and setting up a system of rapid reinforcements. NATO leaders agreed to move toward putting more than 300,000 troops at higher readiness. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects.